Bokatov, this class is for the Rufuash Lima of Reuven ben Esther, El Narafanalo. We're doing the Haftarah Beshalach. Haftarah Beshalach is a fascinating one because it takes us to the book of Shofetim. And Shofetim is going to be a book that, before you know it, we're going to be studying in the mornings in the Navi Shurim. Uh, it takes us to the story of Devorah, Devorah Hanaviyah. Devorah was a, was a Shofetit, she was actually a female. Uh, judge in the times of the Shofetim the, the times of the Shofetim is the period of time after Yehoshua's death but before the, the coming of Shemuel HaNavi so it's like a 300 plus or 400 year period where there was a lot of disarray in the Jewish people where there was no central leadership where people basically the tribes were not very united one of the themes we see in the story of Devorah is that the tribes aren't so united they don't know when to fight with one another they don't all agree on fighting on the same wars and overall it's a pretty big problem for the for I mean it's, it's one of the biggest problems that plagues the time of the Shofetim it's that the Jews don't have any unity that we're going to see that in the story here uh, the story of Devorah and what basically is the cycle of the story of Shofetim is that the Jews they do Awadazara, and then God brings an enemy, typically either a Canaanite king or a local king from, from somewhere in the neighborhood, like a Moab king or something like that. And he brings them to, to cause, to disrupt Am Israel and impose certain uh, uh, difficulties on Am Israel. And then the judge gets up, Am Israel does Teshuvah, they cry out to God. God gives them a judge or a leader to fight off the bad king or the bad nation and then they go into a period of good standing or, or in a relative health of the nation until Am Israel starts to do Abu Dazara again and then God brings upon them another king so this is actually at the beginning of the book of Judges in the book of Shofetim it's in the fourth chapter so it's early on one of the other things you see in the book of Shofetim is that there is a gradual decline of Am Israel throughout the book so the earlier chapters show Am Israel in a better light than the later chapters, maybe because the earlier chapters were less removed from Yoshua's passing. And so Devorah's story is a pretty glorious one. The later stories are not going to be as exciting. They're going to be just as exciting, but they're not going to be as impressive in terms of they don't make Am Israel look as good. And the book of Shofetim actually ends with a few stories that show Am Israel almost became as bad as the, the uh, Sidom, who were the people who lived in Israel before Am Israel. So overall, uh, the book is not the happiest one. It's, it's, a, it's a book that shows the decline of Am Israel, but it also sets the stage for the coming of Shemuel and the eventual coming of David Melech. In the meantime, we have the story of Devorah, and in her time, God brought the king uh, of of Chatzor, a place called Chatzor, called Yavin, and he had his army general named Sisera, who was in charge of his army, and they were causing uh, difficulty from Israel. And the pasuk begins in the first, the fourth verse of the fourth chapter. And Devorah was a uh, was a prophetess. She was the wife of a man named Lapidot. And she was judging Israel on that, at that time. She used to sit under a tree that went by her name. So she sat under a tree to judge people. And the tree became known as Tomer Devorah. Between a place called Ramah and between Bet-El. Bet-El is north of Yerushalayim. We know it from the story of Yaakov and other stories in, in Bereshit. Behar Ephraim. In the mountain of... Actually, this is somewhere else. There's two Betels. I, I made a mistake. 
This is the Beit El that's in Har Ephraim, which is further north than what we're talking about. Okay? And the Jewish people would come to Devorah for judgment. Pasuk 6. She went and she called to a man named Barak ben Avinoam, probably some kind of general of a local army. Mikedesh Naftali, from the territory of Kedesh Naftali, or some, a city in the tribe of Naftali. So she tells him that God has commanded, because after all she is a prophetess, so God has commanded that you should go and convince and gather an army of 10,000 people from the tribes of Naphtali and from the tribes of Zevulun. And then once you have that army, you will go to another place, to a place called Nahal Kishon, probably some kind of valley or a stream that was between two mountains. And you're going to cause Sisera to join you there. Sisera was the, is the general of the competing army. Sisera is going to approach you there and uh, he's going to come with uh, and then God is going to give him into your hands. I will give you into give him into your hands. So Barak says, If you come with me, if you come with me, then I will go. But if you do not come, then I will not go. So what's what's interesting here is that you have an army general who's being called upon by a female prophetess, Nevi'ah. And he says, I'm not comfortable going alone. I need your company to go. If you come, I'll go. If not, no. So that's a, it's, it's a really interesting theme because how often in, in older literature do you find a man seeking out the help of a woman for war? It's a very, very, very interesting thing. Okay? So she says to him, Vayomer Elea, Vatomer, Haloch Elechimach. And then she says, I will go with you. But you have to realize that if I go with you, your glory will not be the glory that you expect. Because if I go with you, it will be understood that God has sold Sisera into the hands of a woman. And then she gets up and she goes with Barak the son of Abinoam, she uh, goes with him to the place called uh, Kedesh Naftali to go and to gather the army. Now in the meantime, he gathered the tribes of Zebulun and Naftali to the area of Kedesh Naftali. And he gathered up with himself 10,000 men and Devorah also went up with him. Now... We have the army of Israel is ready. Notice that the army is composed of just, uh, what is it, Naphtali and Zebulun. So Zebulun and Naphtali. Okay? And this is typical of Sefer Shofetim. It's typical of the book of Judges where everybody was divided, where there was no central leadership, that you'd take an army of one or two tribes. At the beginning of the book, it's Yehuda that's going to war, but none of the other tribes join him. And the, uh, then at the end of the book, you have... Um, you have Yiftah Hagiladi, he gets into a fight with half of Israel that they don't come out with him to war. So this is a, a typical thing in, Yosh, in, in Sefer Shofetim and that's one of the main themes to see. Also the quality of the leadership is not as great in Sefer Shofetim. For example, Barak 
for all of his greatness in saving Am Yisrael, which we will see, he's a little bit weak and he needs the help of a woman to go. Now, this is the last thing you would see from a figure like David HaMelech, who has ultimate courage. Right? So, Shofatim is definitely not like a, the ideal book. The relationship, by the way, to our parasha is going to be at the end of the Haftarah, which we'll probably do tomorrow. The end of the Haftarah, upon winning, Devorah sings a song, a song of thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which parallels in the minds of the Chachamim, it parallels the song of... of uh, of uh, Az Yashir, whenever they came out of the splitting of the of the thing, the Red Sea. Okay. So now, Barak has his army and Devorah is with him. And then in the meantime, the the text gives us a, puts a stop into the into that story to tell us that there was a man named Chever Hakeni who was from the family of. Of um, of Chovav Choten Moshe, he's from the family of Yitro. Okay, he separated this man Chaver Akani. He separated from his local tribe, which was Kain. Okay, and he was kind of living alone in a place called Betzananim, that's near Kedesh, which is important because our battle is happening somewhere near Kedesh as well. By Agidul, and, and this guy Chever Akeni, this man who was from the line of Yitro, is going to be very important to us. By Agidul Siseraki Allah Barak ben Abinom Har Tavor, and it was told to Sisera that Barak ben Abinom has come to Har Tavor, to the mountain of Tavor. By Yasek Sisera, it called Rikwot Sham Meot Rechev Barzel, by Kola Amasheri Tome Haroshet Agoim El Nahal Kishon. And then Sisera gathered his army with all of his chariots and everything to the Nachal Kishon, which is where Barak is. So now they're going to have the showdown. But Omer Devorah el Barak, and Devorah now says to Barak, now that they see Sisera is approaching, Kum hayom Sisera So she says, get up, because this is the day that God has given Sisera in your hand. Behold, God is going out before you, and Barak runs to Har Tavor with his 10,000 men, and God confused the army of Sisera by the edge of a sword, meaning they were a mixture of confusion and, this, and the sword, the fighting of Barak's army. They fell into disarray and chaos and they start, obviously they're getting, they're getting routed. And then Sisera jumps off of his chariot and he runs away by foot. So he escapes the scene of battle. Now it's important, we heard about that guy, that, that guy from the, the descendant of Yitro, who he separated from the Keni people, and he's living alone near this area. He's going to be very important all of a sudden, because Sisera, as he's running away from the scene of battle, is now going to end up in this guy's house that we just mentioned. Okay? Barak, in the meantime, is chasing the main army until a place called Haroshet Ha'goyim. And they destroyed the whole army of Sisera. There was nobody left. But the Sisera, who escaped, she runs to that place where that guy, that guy who was part of the, in the Keni area, and who was a descendant of Yitro, she runs to his house, he runs to his house, and he bumps into the wife of this man named Ya'el. Okay. Now the reason he felt comfortable going there was because this line that were descendants from Yitro was, had a peace treaty with this king 
of Yavin Melech Hatzor. So Sisera's king had a peace treaty with these people of the descendants of Yitro. Okay, so the assumption is that this guy Heber is going to be a hospitable place for me to hide after running away from the battle. And the problem is that it seems like this guy has separated himself from that and he's kind of joined Am Yisrael. At least his wife clearly has an affinity for Am Yisrael, so she's not going to, uh, she's not going to do what Sisera expects her to do. But let's say Yael likrat Sisera. So Yael goes out to call Sisera, to, to uh, approach Sisera. But Omer elav suran Adoni, sura elai altira. She says, come to me, approach here, do not fear. And she led him into her, her, her uh, tent and she covered him with a uh, blanket. And he said to her, please give me some water because I've become very thirsty. And she said, instead of giving him water, she opens up the pitcher of milk and she covers him and gives him to drink. And he says to her, as he's probably falling asleep from the milk, he says, please stand by the door. And if a man comes and says, is there a man here? Just say, no, they're not going to, they're not going to enter the tent of a woman to check. So it's the perfect thing and I'll be here safely uh, sleeping away. But so then she takes one of the sticks that were holding up the tent, the, the, the pegs that were holding up the tent, and she brings it and she holds it towards his temple as he falls asleep. She takes a hammer or a mallet, she hits the top into his head, it goes through his head and it sticks into the ground. So now he is now dead. Uh, and Yael killed him using the, the peg of the tent. And then all of a sudden, Barak, after finishing chasing the main army, is now running to try to find Sisera. And Yael comes out to approach him and she says to him, Come, come in and let me show you the man that you are seeking. And he approaches her, and behold, Sisera has fallen dead. And the peg is in his head. And on that day, God humbled the king of, of uh, Chatzor, Yavin Melech Kena'an, uh, this king Yavin, before Am Israel, after killing his army and his general Sisera. And the hand of Israel became stronger and stronger Al on the king Yavin until they completely destroyed Yavin Melakinan. So the king that was oppressing Bene Israel after the destruction of of Sisera uh, and his army has now been subjugated to Am Israel instead and Am Israel is doing relatively better than they were before. The next half of the Haftarah is the song that Devorah is going to sing in excitement and joy after the success in this battle that we'll say for tomorrow. Just the only thing I want to point out is the key thing in this story is that it's not the men who are the successful ones, it's the men who are the weak ones. Between Sisera and Barak, you have Sisera who loses in battle and then gets killed by the woman and Barak he seeks out the help of Devorah. So between the two men, Barak and Sisera, you expect to be the strong ones. It is really the women, Devorah and Yael, who are the strong ones. And that's one of the interesting themes of the story. It's, that it's not what you'd expect and it's not a typical story because it glorifies the women so much. And then even this song that we're about to see, whenever you look at Az Yashir Moshe, also Miriam and Nivya sang a song at the end of the Az Yashir. 
but the song that we record in detail is the one that Moshe sang. Now here, you would expect maybe Barak, the man, to sing a song. This would mean Moshe sang a song. But here it is Devorah, the Neviyah, who's singing a song here. And the song is, a, is beautiful poetry, and we'll explore it tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Amen ve'amen.